the roof? Are they on fire? <laughs> you know, I, I like our intro song, but that might be a good intro song, too. I had a mouthful of Jimmy John's, boys. Sorry about that. <laughs> I'm just thinking to myself, what makes Jimmy John's, and, and, and they are not a paid sponsor or anything like that, but what makes Jimmy John's fantastic? And we all had the same answer. answer. Oh, yeah. It's the bread, the bread. right? I, I don't even want to tell you how many times we order from there, but... Uh, it's about once or twice a week. Yeah. <laughs> um, their bread is so good. I actually got a day old bread and made breakfast sandwich with breakfast sandwich with witches with it the next day. And it was it made my breakfast sandwich the best. It was the best. Do you have your mouth guards in? No, I don't. Okay. <laughs> there there's so many things that you could put between those those two slices of bread that it yeah. would make it taste well. And I'm not going to actually talk about that right now. But we are the Fan Cave. It is Thursday night, 6 to 8 o'clock. We are with you. We're missing our good friend, our co-host, LJ Maximo. Thank you, LJ Maximo, for everything that you do. We're, we're I, 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 I'm kind of enjoying a little bit of a break only because he did say the Giants were going to be <laughs> we're going to beat the Broncos. And in very con- with a lot of conviction – with that too, and I know Danny. I talked to Danny over the week, and I was like, "Danny, you got to get some of this set back up, bud. You got to bring us back and let us hear with that conviction how LJ said that the Giants were going to win." But but when I thought about it, I sat, I, I took a step back, and I thought, and I was like, "You know what? This is what LJ does, and mm-hmm. that is sets himself up for the win." But also at the same time, he's okay with uh, it's okay because the Broncos won. The Broncos and he won. still won. He yeah. still won. We he still won. won. We still won. You know, I think uh, uh, before the break, you mentioned that we have a special guest over here. I know we're having a little technical difficulty, but I believe we may have JT Matthews on the line over here. OMG, JT. All I did was throw out a bunch of letters right there. <laughs> Hopefully they made sense to you. JT Matthews, contributor with Mile High Sports, MileHighSports.com. JT, so excited to have you on, man. Super, super excited to talk about what you got going on this season. What's happening, my man? Sure, how you guys doing? I'm doing all right. Just uh, enjoying your Jimmy John stock. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so is it, I got to ask you this real quick. JT, is it yeah. the bread or what is it with Jimmy John's that keeps us coming back? Oh, yeah, it's definitely the bread, but I, I'm, I'm going to break your heart a little bit. I'm more of a Jersey Mike's guy. I love Jersey Mike's. <laughs> Sorry, this is Ryan. Hey, give me a Jersey Mike's uh, um, uh, Philly cheesesteak, and I'm happy. Uh, you like the Philly. I like the Italian over there. All right, well, you know what? Uh, it's a win-win either way. The way I look at it, JT, you're talking to Tony. I've got Ryan Roman Romero. We're live from the Drives of Mile High Studios. We've got JT Matthews, contributor with uh, MileHighSports.com. JT, I love your what you're doing that's uh, going to be gone throughout the season. You've got the PFF grades, the, the pro football focus grades for the best, the worst Broncos starters. Uh, going back to this past weekend, against the New York Giants. This is something you're going to be doing every week. Uh, Talk to me, talk to the listeners a little bit about, uh, we see the grades, we see this. Put the grades aside, JT. What stood out to you the most after watching and re-watching probably this Denver Broncos-New York Giants game? Who, who, What name stood out to you the most? 
Yeah, I mean, honestly, it's got to be Teddy Bridgewater. You know, I came on here not, not too long ago and, and said that I thought Drew was the right choice for the quarterback job, and uh, I'm not retracting that completely. Um, but Either I will I. say Teddy showed up, and he showed that he's the best guy to, to lead this team right now. And that was against a New York uh, New York Giants team. Listen, it's the Giants. And we all knew coming into this that you had a bottom tier of the NFL. You had teams like uh, uh, Houston. You had, well, I mean, Houston's 1-0 now. But you had teams like uh, it, the thought process was Houston, Jacksonville, New York, uh, both New York teams. Teams that still had a lot to prove and you weren't sure what you were going to see on the field. Did the Denver Broncos from what you saw, um, did they, I guess, prove to you that they are somebody worth keeping an eye on the rest of the football season when it comes to uh, defense, which was highly touted? And then what are your thoughts on the offense from what you saw this past weekend? Yeah, I mean, obviously with the performance they put together, I don't think that the New York Giants are – the toughest team. They have a nice defense, though. Um, and they I, do. I wrote a front about it. Four in the, and a front seven, right, JT? Yeah, absolutely. I wrote about it in the PFS piece. Uh, Cushionberry got a low grade, but it mostly was because yeah. of that matchup. Uh, Lawrence and Williams on uh, the D tackles for, for the Giants are, are terrors, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. And Teddy's pocket wasn't completely clean, but his ability to riff and uh, that stiff arm with the, on, on the play to. to um, the tight end Oakwood Boonam for the touchdown. I mean, that's something you can't teach. You know, those are those are qualities and traits that that he has because he's able to stay calm. Um, it wasn't a design play. It was something that uh, Oakwood Boonam was gonna was gonna block, and he just decided to leak out. You know, he had, he had made his block. He leaked out. Teddy found him, and, and good things happened. And so, uh, Teddy's ability to do that, if he can continue to do that, you know, that that just bodes well for for Denver, and then. He pushed the ball down the field, which is something that, you know, I think that was a concern for me. I think it was a concern for a lot of Broncos fans. But uh, that pass to Hambler that was dropped, you know, that was a 50-yard pass in the air. Um, and it should, it should have been a touchdown. It was maybe a touch underthrown. But his ability to, yeah, to let it rip yeah, is, a, I, I, is a positive thing. I, I agree with you on that. Uh, JT, uh, one on the other side, worst defensive performance, Justin Simmons. Um, thoughts on that? I mean, just, just a bad game, uh, you know, that wasn't, wasn't involved much. Uh, maybe the corners played out a little bit better. Although I did see Fuller get beat for, uh, for some yard, lar- uh, some large yardage. And I forget the receiver he was covering, but it was right out of the gate, uh, with Jones Shepard. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but as far as Justin Simmons, his great. Yeah. Uh, part of it, I think is that, you know, the secondary kind of struggled altogether. If you look at the, the PFF rankings, none of them were in the, you know, the, the top uh, of the defense. The linebackers played really, really well. They, they really suffocated the run game, and so uh, Simmons wasn't quite as active, though he did come away with, I think, seven, six or seven tackles, um, which is good. But he was just solid. He was where you needed him to be, but he didn't go above and beyond. He wasn't the playmaker that you kind of expect maybe he would be. He had that interception that was thrown uh, pretty much right to him that went through his hands, you know, when uh, Kyle Rudolph just completely yeah. missed his pass. Um, so there were opportunities, and, and I don't know how much that, that missed opportunity counted against him, but um, I think it was more a victim of circumstance again. I, I didn't, I watched again, and I didn't see any plays where, you know, he was completely, you know, beat yeah. or, or looked really bad. Um, 
But, you know, there, there's some cleaning up to do in that secondary for sure. JT Matthews with MileHighSports.com. Uh, the piece you put out September 14th, the best and worst Broncos starters against the New York Giants, according to PFF. Uh, the, one of the first questions, and, and this question came into my mind um, as I was scrolling through Twitter, and uh, I follow uh, a former UCF Knight, Leger uh, Doosable, who works now for um, the New York Jets, does some color commentating for them, also does some ESPN Plus stuff. And something he tweeted out caught my eye, and I wanted to ask you about it, JT. And it sure. was these PFF grades. Um, I don't know how much you want to put into them because they don't actually take into account what the players are supposed to do each and every play. Does does that make sense at all, JT? Can you help me understand that? Um, yeah, I think that there, there's probably some truth to that. Um, you know, if a play breaks down, uh, if someone else is not where they're supposed to be, I think you can get docked for that a little bit. Um, but I think really a, a lot of the the thing that they don't take in, into account is is a lot of the intangible stuff. We go back to to you know the competition between Teddy and Drew and and how you know on paper they looked pretty much the same, but you get into a game situation uh, like Teddy did on on Sunday, um, and and all you hear about is his leadership and his ability to to uh, control the huddle and control the pace of the game and, and to be calm in those moments. Um, but I think, you know, I think stat, you know, with all stats, there's, there's a little bit of, okay, this isn't telling the whole story. I've got to get a little more perspective. Um, and, and I don't think that it always tells the story. But I think, you know, PFF for, you know, the pros and the cons, I think it, it's definitely a reliable tool as far as if you're just evaluating um, game performance. It's in black and white. You put, you wrote it, and are sticking by it. I would assume Von Miller is back, baby. Mm-hmm. Tell me about what you saw from Von uh, that gives you the confidence to say that Von Miller is back, baby. Yeah, Von Miller is back, baby. He uh, he came away with two sacks, which was just you know that's that's icing on the cake for the way that he played. He showed explosiveness. He showed uh, his ability to to to. Uh, you know, cover guys in space to make plays behind the line of scrimmage in the running game. Um, he bulldozed that right tackle uh, on the way to the quarterback. I can't remember which play it was, uh, but he, I mean, he ran through that guy and that guy, you know, got probably 40 to 50 pounds on him at least. Um, you know, he's for his age, the things that he's doing, uh, with the explosiveness that he shows, I, I mean, I would, I would have, love to be playing like that or you know anything close to that at at my age so uh it's it's impressive to say the least so gonna ask you real quick we uh the broncos now head back staying on the east coast they're playing the jacksonville jaguars uh what do you see as far as uh from a week one to week two that's where you see improvements that's where you see some of the biggest changes um, as far as from an offensive standpoint and defensive standpoint, do you what do you see from this Broncos ball club uh, offensively and defensively going to Jacksonville and taking on the Herbs and uh, the man with the beautiful locks in Trevor Lawrence? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he uh, he's a talented kid. You know, I think the the Broncos are going to hit two rookies in a row. And I think that they're both really talented guys. I think they have a, the potential to, to do something in this league, but uh, the teams that they have around them are not great. And so I think this is a perfect opportunity for the Broncos to capitalize and come away with some wins. 
Um, I'd like to see Denver be able to run the ball a little bit better. And we talked about that, that front seven for the Giants. Jacksonville's front seven does not look like that. Uh, it's going to be significantly weaker. Um, I think this is a good chance for Javante and, and Melvin Gordon to, to go out there and, and eat up some clock and dominate the, the uh, time of possession, control the, the pace of the game. Um, and let Teddy just make some simple throws, you know, let move the, move the chains. Um, I don't think they need to go out there and do anything uh, tricky. You know, they don't have to, they don't have to, to go deep into their bag of tricks. They just need to go out and execute. And I think, you know, as long as they stick to uh, a pretty solid game plan, they'll be able to do that pretty easily. JT, the talk in the preseason was Teddy benefited from the fourth down uh, calls that Vic Fangio went with uh, in that game three, games two and three of the preseason. You saw it again in week one. We've got about 30 seconds until we got to go to break. Your sure. thoughts on uh, uh, has, has there been a mindset change, uh, a little bit of a shift there in confidence with knowing that when you have Teddy Theodore Bridgewater, uh, you can make a you, you you can make a legitimate chance at, at going for it on fourth down where you maybe wouldn't do it with Drew. Yeah, I think it's just the confidence. You know, he has confidence in in uh, Teddy that he didn't have in Drew. I think that's as simple as it gets, to be honest. And and I think you know that's something that when you talk about that quarterback competition, that's something that you can't really throw into the equation as a, as a viewer because you're not privy to those conversations. But uh, clearly, he trusts Teddy and he trusts him to make the the right choice in, in those high-pressure situations. Well, I love it. We made the right choice by bringing JT Matthews on, uh, always talking Broncos, always bringing us the insight. We appreciate you, JT. As always, looking forward to having you back on here in the next week or two, bringing some Broncos uh, talk, some PFF grades, and things like that. Thanks, JT. Absolutely. Thank you so much. No worries, man. No worries, man. It is the Fan Cave. We are live right here from the Drives of Mile High Studios. Don't go anywhere. We come back. We got some more Broncos talk. It's also Thursday night football. Want to talk some college football. Your Colorado Buffaloes, by the way, uh, just went toe-to-toe with Texas A&M, ranked number five in the country. Should have won that game, in my opinion. We'll yes. talk through that. CSU, the worst, the worst college football team in the country, yeah. I think they could be. We'll talk about that as well, getting your thoughts. It is the Fan Cave Live right here on 98.1 FM, 107.5 HD3, only on Mile High Sports.com.